five tamas, hey tamas, tzaddik, his praise, 426, seek peace and pursue it, Psalms 34.15. The Rebbe said, our rabbis commented, seek peace in your place and pursue it from a different place, Yerushalmi, Peah, 1.1. In other words, there are times when one must be at peace with the enemies of God themselves, and because of this, they will pursue him from another place. Understand this. 427. The rabbis said, Shabbat 34a, harlots apply makeup to one another. Should not Torah scholars do so? I.e., should they not honor one another all the more so? Kol shikane? The rabbi said he dreamed a number of interpretations of this, saying, One explanation is as follows. The Talmud is asking, if harlots apply makeup to one another, should not Torah scholars do so? In other words, the question is, if harlots apply makeup to one another, why do Torah scholars not give honor to one another? The words that follow, kol shikane, are to be taken as the answer to this question. Thus, the Talmud is to be interpreted as giving the reason why Torah scholars do not give honor to one another. The reason is, kol shikane, all the more so, a phrase which alludes to money. For we find elsewhere, Shabbat 63a, that the same phrase, kol shikane, is used with the connotation of money. The sages said, if length of days is in her right hand, the Torah's right hand, Proverbs 3.15, are not wealth and money all the more so, kol shikane? A second interpretation of the same statement, harlots apply makeup to one another. Because of this, Torah scholars not kol shikane. In other words, we can take the Talmudic statement as an explanation of why Torah scholars do not have money, which, as we have seen, is alluded to in the phrase kol shikane. Thus, if we find that Torah scholars not kol shikane, i.e. Torah scholars do not have kol shikane, money, the reason for this is because harlots apply makeup to one another. For Torah scholars are called ro'eh, shepherds, but when immorality is rife, they are called ro'eh zonot, companions of harlots, and he who keeps company with harlots loses his wealth. Proverbs 29.3 A third interpretation of the statement in the Talmud, harlots apply makeup to one another, Torah scholars? That is, the Talmud is asking, when will Torah scholars apply makeup to one another, in the sense of giving honor to each other? And the answer is, not kol shikane, which equals money. That is, they will do so when they are no longer subject to the least craving for money. Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, his wisdom, 185. Another practice that he universally prescribed was for us to seclude ourselves in prayer each day, hitbodedut. He told us to express our thoughts before God and ask that he have mercy and allow us to achieve true devotion. This secluded prayer was to be in the language we normally spoke. This is already discussed at length in the Rebbe's printed works. The Rebbe would specify various practices for each person. He would also change these practices, even for a single individual. For example, the Rebbe might first tell a person to study 18 chapters of Mishnah each day. After a while, the Rebbe would exempt him from this and prescribe some new practice. Later on, he would assign other practices. This is how the Rebbe acted toward his followers. He would tell one person to recite a particular verse daily, while another would be told to study a certain Mishnah every day. The Rebbe would look at the root of a man's soul and prescribe the practice that was necessary to correct each blemish. 
Each person required a specific practice. There were other practices that he prescribed for all his followers, as discussed earlier. Still other practices were prescribed for many people. Others were specific for particular individuals. The same was true in regard to time. There were some practices that the Rebbe prescribed for a person's entire lifetime. An example was the study of the Shulchan Aruch, which the Rebbe clearly told us to study every day of our lives. In other cases, the Rebbe prescribed a certain practice for a given period of time and then substituted another routine. Most of the practices prescribed by the Rebbe seemed very simple. However, they were all prescribed on the basis of awesome, hidden mysteries and were very far from simple in their effect. But the Rebbe did not reveal any of these mysteries to us. He simply prescribed the routine and did what was necessary with it. The Rebbe said, Everything I prescribe is beneficial and a remedy for the past and for the future, as well as after death, in the Messianic age, during the resurrection, and in the world to come. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person A. 51. A person who does not use his wealth to benefit a Torah scholar will never see a blessing in what he owns. 52. One who ridicules the words of the sages is punished with death. 53. Being close to the tzaddikim is beneficial in both this world and the next. 54. The tzaddik has the power to decree heaven for one person and hell for another. 55. It is worthwhile expending even a great deal of time in order to spend but a single hour in the proximity of a tzaddik. 56. When a person begins losing the use of his physical senses, he should worry that death or some other misfortune is near. 57. There are those who can create beautiful Torah expositions and yet not be in tune with the truth. 58. One tzaddik can elevate the Torah lesson of another tzaddik. 59. The insight that a tzaddik originates in Torah, God repeats in his name. Kitzer Likutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 245 1. There exist rooms of Torah, and a person who merits them, when he begins to develop an original Torah teaching, enters these rooms, and he moves from room to room, gathering from there extremely precious and beautiful treasures. Fortunate is he. But he must be very careful not to deceive himself into thinking that he has already attained full understanding of a concept, because sometimes a person imagines that he has already entered the inner chamber of understanding in Torah, when, in actuality, he is still standing entirely outside the door. For even when it comes to holy and true Torah insights, there are a great many levels and aspects. See more in this lesson in Likutei Moharan. For there are a great many Torah ideas and perceptions which may seem to a person to be on a very great level, when in fact they come only from the chamber of exchanges. Therefore, a person must be extremely careful not to err in this way. The very great tzaddik, however, even when he truly does attain great levels of holy understanding, does not consider them to be significant compared with the great extent of his recognition of the Creator's greatness. Therefore, he endeavors and fortifies himself on each occasion, hoping that God should begin to show him the light of the Torah, as if he had never in his life begun to understand anything at all. Lesson number 246 1. Sometimes it is necessary to act like Jehoshaphat, about whom it is written, He grew high-hearted in the pathways of God. 2 Chronicles 17.6 This has the same benefit as a fast. 
The explanation is that when a person needs to rise up to a greater level of understanding, he must forget all of the wisdom that he acquired previously. We find an example of this in Rabbi Zera, who fasted when he came to the land of Israel in order to forget what he learned in Babylon, Bava Metziah 85a. Haughtiness causes a person to forget his wisdom. As our sages of blessed memory said, anyone who is haughty, his wisdom leaves him. Psachem 66b. Therefore, it is sometimes necessary to be high-hearted in the pathways of God, that is, to be haughty, in order to forget the wisdom that one previously acquired. However, this requires great skill, for pride is certainly a serious prohibition, and if a person truly becomes haughty, his wisdom will certainly leave him entirely, and he will not attain the insight at all. Therefore, this requires great skill. A person should become high-hearted only in order to forget the wisdom he had previously, which indeed he must do, and despite this, he must be a truly humble person. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars The Second Day The people did this and began to rid the land of these three wrongs. They investigated the king's agents, and when they captured them, they asked, Where do you come from? When they determined that they were the cruel king's agents, they banished them. The land was thus rectified of the three wrongs. While this was going on, there was sudden excitement. People began to say, There is a crazy man who is going around saying that he is the gardener. Everyone thought that he was crazy, so they threw stones at him and drove him away. But somehow, it is possible that he is the one. Maybe he is actually the gardener. The men who were trying to remedy the land went and brought him before them. I said, Certainly, this is really the gardener. Therefore, I have the word of the land of wealth that I lived a good life, since I was able to rectify this land. Now, my gift to you is my good life. When he finished speaking, there was great joy and tremendous rejoicing. Similarly, all the beggars were to return and come to the wedding, giving the couple wedding presents that they should be like them. What they had originally given as a blessing, they gave as a wedding present. The first one thus gave them a gift of long life, while the second one gave them a gift of a good life. Ribnusson's Letters, Year 1 Letter number 177 Upon my arrival, a boot factory was immediately set up in my house. Moshe Chinkis himself arranged this with the governor and gave him money for it. They were in my house from Thursday to this past Tuesday, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. In his mercy, God had them removed from my house after that Tuesday. Blessed is the one who released me from this as well. My eyes and the eyes of all those who are with us are lifted to God at every moment, waiting for Him to pity us, to ease this strife, and to show us a favorable sign. Our enemies will see and be ashamed. I do not have time to go on any longer, but I repeat my request a second and a third time that you write me a letter immediately and give me a full report, especially about the building of the cloys. May God have compassion, and may we be worthy of finishing it this summer. May your learned honor sit in it in peace and quiet, engaging in Torah and prayer. May you hear Kaddish, Kedusha, Baruch and Torah reading there every day, each of them at its proper time, without the suffering and disturbances that you are subject to right now. Salvation is in God's hands. As He has helped thus far to build it to this point, May he add to his kindness and enormous miracles, and soon finish it completely. May God finish for us. 
We do not know what we will do, but our eyes are upon you. In spite of it all, though, praise God, we were a little joyful last Shabbat, despite the disturbance of the bootmakers who were working on Shabbat. Nonetheless, the holiness of Shabbat stands in its place. May the merciful one let us inherit the day that is entirely Shabbat. Then everybody will see the truth. This is our hope, our life, and our joy in this world and the next forever. The words of your friend, more attached to you than a brother, wishing you well with love and waiting for your response. Nassan, son of Reb Naftali Hertz, of blessed memory, of Breslov. Greetings to all our comrades with a great love. Be strong and determined, for God is with us. Do not be afraid. Greetings to my honored uncle, my learned, illustrious friend, may his light shine, and to all the illustrious citizens there who support us. May God repay what you have done and give you full reward, for you have saved many Jewish lives. May God add to his kindness and allow you to rescue us from them and overcome them. Then our enemies will fulfill the verse, Proverbs twenty-six twenty-seven: One who digs a pit will fall into it. They are just boasting that they will slander me to the authorities, God forbid. But falsehood does not endure, and truth is its own witness. God's plan will stand forever, and he will not abandon his righteous ones. Rabnussen's Letters, Year 2, Letter number 434. This is the idea of the shofar which gathers in all the exiled of his people Israel. As we pray in the blessing, sound a great shofar for our freedom and raise a banner to gather in our exiles. Amidah. This past Shabbat Nachamu, I spoke extensively about the wondrous, awesome exaltedness of every gathering of ten Jews. For the Divine Presence, Shekhinah, dwells upon every group of ten. Sanhedrin 39a And they may then pronounce those prayers which have a special degree of holiness. Then they awaken with greater potency all those who dwell above and all those who dwell below to publicly sanctify God's name and to make known that the whole world is full of His glory. Then everyone can be lifted up. The key, though, is that they be bound to the true shepherd who is working to gather in his flock, as is written, as a shepherd tends his flock, gathering in the sheep with his arm and carrying the lambs in his breast. Isaiah forty eleven. At the very least, they must not oppose him, God forbid. For woe to the one who separates himself from a shepherd of Israel such as this. How very fortunate is the one who longs and yearns to be included in his holy gathering. With his kindness, we will never be ashamed, no matter what each of us may go through. The Rebbe's power is great, awesome, and exalted in the extreme. It is beyond anything we can fathom. I recently heard from my illustrious friend, Reb Gershon, may his light shine, grandson of the Magid of blessed memory from Teravitsa, that he heard from the Rebbe's holy mouth that everyone receives tikkun from him on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, everything is rectified, even things that it is not possible to rectify at any other time. Tzaddik, number 406. It is impossible to elaborate any further because the time for prayers has arrived. The words of your father, waiting for salvation, Nassan of Breslov. Greetings to all our comrades with a great love. Give Reb Nachman, may his light shine, two or three gold coins each week as you have been doing until now. Greetings to my friend, Reb Nachman, grandson of our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory. I do not have time now to write him anything, just that he should come in peace for Rosh Hashanah. Then all will be well with God's help. Shemot Hatzadikim. Nisim Shehenchilu Haaretz Yisrael.
the tribal chiefs who were charged with dividing the land when the Jews entered. Kalev ben Yifuna, Shmuel ben Amihud, Elidad ben Kislon, Buki ben Yagli, Chaniel ben Ephod, Kemuel ben Shiftan, Elitzafan ben Parnach, Paltiel ben Azan, Achihud ben Shalomi, Pedahel ben Amihud, Shoftim, Atniel ben Kenaz, Ehud ben Gera, Shamgar ben Anat, Devorah Hanavia, Barak ben Avinoam, Gideon ben Yoash, Tola ben Pua, Yair Hagiladi, Yiftach, Ivtsan, Elon Hazivuloni, Avdon ben Hillel Hapiratoni, Shimshon ben Manoach, Eli Hakoin, Shmuel ben Elkana ben Yerocham ben Eliu ben Tochu ben Suf, Chana Hanavia. Reb Nussin's Prayers 2, Prayer Number 9 My heart is hot within me. In my thoughts a fire burns until I speak with my tongue. This burns in my heart like fire. I grow worn out containing it, and I fail. Master of the world, Master of the world, only you know who you are. No one else knows you, only you alone. No thought can grasp you at all. Nevertheless, in your immense graciousness and tremendous humility, you created your world for your people of Israel. They are the heart of the entire universe. You gave them a heart with which to know you, understand you, yearn for you, long for you, and pine for you always. In your vast compassion, you have been gracious to us. You planted and fixed the knowledge of faith and a yearning for faith in our hearts, so that the hearts of all of your holy people of Israel constantly burn for you like a flaming fire. Love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as harsh as Sheol. Its flames are flames of fire, a flame of God. Many waters cannot extinguish the love, and rivers cannot overflow it. Hashem, you appear to us from afar, and we love you with an eternal love. Save us from the irrational urge to do wrong. But due to the multitude of my many and grievous sins, I have been overwhelmed by bitterness and depression. As a result, clods of earth and heaviness have fallen upon my heart, and I cannot burn and glow for you properly. On occasion, due to your compassion, sparks of your godliness shine on me, but then I lack the vessels to contain their light, and then my heart burns beyond its measure, heaven forbid. Therefore, at times I cannot and dare not receive these sparks and draw myself and my mind to them, because otherwise I might harm myself by rising to you, Hashem, beyond my limitations and boundaries. You have issued a decree forbidding us from breaking through to you, heaven forbid. As the verse states, lest they break through to rise to Hashem. At times, my heart is entirely sealed shut as a result of my depression. Master of the world, master of the entire universe, you who know hidden things, you know the secrets of the world and the hidden concealed affairs of every living being. What shall I say? How shall I speak? What can I tell you? You know all hidden and revealed things. Nothing is hidden from you. Nothing is concealed from your eyes. God of the universe, master of all, able to do anything, living forever and existing eternally, unique, primal, you are the first and you are the last. Besides you, there is no other God. Elevated and exalted one, dwelling forever, holy is his name. You dwell with the uplifted and holy and with the crushed and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the crushed. You are alive and present, awesome, elevated and holy. 
The entire world and everything in it, together with all universes, is literally as nothing before you. Before you, the entire time span of the entire universe is not more than the blink of an eye. You alone know how compassionate you are, how you desire our good, and so teach us about your true being, so that we may taste the radiant, pleasant eternity of your godliness, and the awesome wondrousness and sweet, pleasant amiability of yearning to cling to you. You cause us to go through various experiences, and you direct our lives via different circumstances, sometimes directly and sometimes indirectly, sometimes comfortably and sometimes with suffering. May the Compassionate One protect us. It is all for our good. You do this in order to wake us up, to truly serve you, so that we will repent of our evil deeds and ways and truly return to you and cling to you. Then we will be satiated by your goodness and sate our souls with brightness, gazing upon the pleasantness of Hashem and visiting in His palace. Then we will recognize the One who spoke and brought the world into being. That is the greatest success, the most tremendous salvation, the highest of all benefits, the apex of all goals. And now, if the following were told, would it be believed that a person who has these things, who was created for the sake of this good, for the sake of such a true and eternal apotheosis, delighting in Hashem and taking refuge in the shadow of His holiness, should have performed such deeds and entertained such thoughts as we have? Woe! What have we done in our past? What shall we say? How shall we speak? Woe! 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 For in truth, we have no words to say about this. We can only cry out in a bitter, crushed voice until our soul grows exhausted, until you, Hashem, gaze and look down from heaven. Nothing can prevent you, Hashem, from saving us in the blink of an eye with a complete, true, and eternal salvation that lasts forever and ever. Therefore, may it be your will, Hashem, our God, and God of our fathers, that the merit and power of the true tzaddikim will shine on us, and through them we will attain complete joy. In their great power, may they breathe their Holy Spirit upon us and shake off and remove every sort of bitterness and depression from our hearts, every sort of dust and heaviness that falls upon our hearts, until we will truly burn fervently for you. In your vast compassion, rescue us and guard us from the storm wind so that our hearts will not burn and flame beyond their measure, heaven forbid and we will not break through the boundaries to rise to you, Hashem. In the power and merit of the true tzaddikim, send us the holiness of the prophet Elijah, who rode upon horses of fire in a storm wind, whose power suffices to subdue and nullify our unbridled, stormy, flaming fire. <laughs>